Hi, and welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Oh, it sounds so crisp. All right. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Alex. Happy Monday. Do we sound clear? Do we sound like we're right next to you? We should be. Am I in your left headphone? Am I in your right headphone? I think you did it backwards, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but potentially, Can't yes. Blame a girl for trying. We're still noobs at the end of the day. Yes. We're just pretending we're professionals now. We have our new podcast recording equipment that we actually won. Alex entered a competition, as she does every day. It pays to be a compa, guys. Gosh, she's <laughs> such a compa. The only notifications I receive on Instagram are Alex tagging me and things like, ooh, this would be great for you. <laughs> And we won one. And we did. It's so good. Yeah. So now we're professional podcasters. Maybe, maybe this is the worst sound you've ever heard from us in your life. And if that's the case, uh, apologies, but this took me approximately four hours total to get running. So good on you for trying. <laughs> Worth a shot. The restrictions have officially eased in Melbourne. So yeah, also first in-person recording for four or five episodes. How was your week? Fine. Yeah, I'm back in the office. Things feel very normal again, and I'm very excited that we're not wearing masks. And I'm allowed to be in an office in case people are wondering because I work with two people. So yeah, this is fine. But don't you have to be at like seventy at twenty five percent capacity or something? I think when you're saying plosives, yeah, I think that's what plosives. Yes, oh, fucking hell, Pull, like really blowing it out. That's weird. Uh, no, because you're allowed twenty five percent capacity up to ten people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you had 10 people in your office, you could still have 10. Yes. Yeah. But then if you had 11 people, you could only have... 25%. So if you have 11 people in your office, you you can only only have have three three people. (laughs) It doesn't really work, does it? Wow. But Mm. that's classic Victoria for you. Yes. Mm. Dan Andrews, thank you. Uh, Boring, boring, boring. (sighs) Shall we move into beauty news? We shall. Uh, That's the tea on that. I wanted to start by talking about Jaclyn Hill's bathroom tour. I watched it. How wild. Who has that many hair tools is what I want to know. The hair tool drawer shook me to my core. Same. Also, I was just watching it being like, it's so funny that someone can have so much money, but like I would still pick my house over hers because to me there is nothing uglier than the style of her house. Yeah, I know. How gross is it? And also I could not believe the value of the skincare that she puts on her face every single day. She would be spending $50 a day on all of the Lemire products that she's putting on her face. Surely, surely. I I would like to know how much the Chanel serum that she held up that said this is really expensive because, like, this was amongst her giant Lemire repertoire. Yeah, so it's like what part of this? It must have been worse. Anyway, the bathroom tour was wild. And in the next piece of influencer beauty news, I know that Sam Ravendor has had a lot of place on this podcast for a lot of weeks now, but her and Alyssa are finishing approachable. Mm. And I'm really sad about it, but I was very chuffed and I would almost put it in the category of non-beauty or, well, maybe beauty fave for this week to hear Sam's birth story. It was great. They did a full hour and 10 minutes of Sam talking about from the moment that like her waters broke through to the moment the Beppe was born. Mm. And I loved it. I think I smiled for the whole hour and 15 minutes. I just loved it so much. I love birth stories. Same. So much. And I can see myself already getting obsessed with them when Adrian and I decide that we're going to have a baby. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm sure that I'm going to over consume content because it's already in my nature, but it was very refreshing to hear a nice birth story. Mm -hmm. I mean, none of them are nice, but like Mm -hmm. 
it didn't oh. seem like it was that horrifically awful. Not like Christie's 40-hour birth. Yeah. That leads me into an assumption that we got sent through yesterday after our mini episode during the week, if you haven't listened to it already. Oh, yes. It was the assumptions about you and me. Someone said, you guys won't decide to have babies until you're in your 30s. And I was like, shit, you might be right. But you might also be wrong. I don't know. For me. 100% correct for me. I'm already 28. Takes nine months to brew a baby. But you got to decide. So you could still decide in the next two years. Well, I won't be having a baby until I'm at least 30 because logistically, like, yeah, if I got pregnant, like, tomorrow, I could pop one out at 29. Mm. But I'm in that stage of my life where I'm, like, so sorry to everyone that has a baby, not to offend you, but I'm, like, would rather die, you know? Mm. I've had a really sort of clucky stage around, like... Did you? When my nephew was little, I was, like, very deeply maternal. And now I'm, like, I have, like, a newborn ish nephew and like i've held him like once because i'm like i don't want to hold him Mm, interesting like no not that i don't like him just like no like why do i want to hold him everyone else can hold him yeah no interest whatsoever i still have like i'm not clucky so clucky that like it overtakes my empathy for other people and i've seen a lot of people who are like oh my poor child has been handed around and held by 50 people today and like I don't want you to hold it. And I'm yes. like, I'm not offended. That's fine. Yeah. Because I'm not that clucky that I'm like, no, I must hold a baby. Yeah. No, I would never. Where If I turn up to like a party and there was a puppy there, oh, I'd yeah. be like, I need to hold the puppy. Even like a kitten, I would want to hold the kitten. Maybe even like a baby <laughs> chicken, but baby would be last on the list. That reminds me. I oh. told you this episode was going to be chaotic. Absolutely chaotic. Tell us about the rooster. Our neighbours, would you believe, mm. had the audacity to get a rooster over the weekend. They probably didn't know. They've probably had a chicken and now it's just developed and nope. now it's started to crow. No, no, no. There were never any animals in their backyard until this weekend when all of a sudden there is now at least two chickens and a rooster and they built a pen for them. But so, did they and know it was all, a rooster? It's fully grown. It's I could see its little dangles from oh, you could opposite see its the fence. Sack? No, the uh, head dangles. Uh-huh. And the neck dangles. <laughs> Do roosters have ball sacks? I'm not sure how birds work. I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. So they knew that was a rooster. There's no way they didn't know. There was no confusion in the matter. I think they didn't know. They don't What do you mean? They don't speak English. Uh, the parents don't. The children do, but it's not like a seven year old is gonna know. Whether or not you can have a rooster, you know, that's a bit beyond her street street smarts. (laughs) My sister accidentally got a rooster. Yeah, well, people do. When you buy them as baby chicks, you just don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what she had. And then what did she do with it? She probably, it probably just became chaos. I I would have eaten that, didn't I? I don't know. Do we, when we eat chickens, are they almost always roosters? I wondered that exact thing. Yes. they don't really serve any other purpose. Yeah, I wondered this, but I don't know whether they are just literally useless is this chicken what i have or is this fish i know it's tuna but it, it says chicken by the sea <laughs> so stupid like male sheep why i don't know we don't why i think we eat what lambs we? maybe we do eat baby yeah, but lambs. lamb is lamb is not a gender specific term. no i know but i wonder if it's because they're pre-puberty at lamb stage that they're like fine and then you can eat mutton which is an old yeah, lady lamb, isn't it? To do with gen- like, <laughs> I I'm just talking don't about think you eat old male sheep, okay? <laughs> but like, we get eggs from chickens, which is like that's one farming use. So then the other one, I would think that you just kill the male chickens for sustenance. I did wonder, Survivor like, style. They definitely eat roosters on Survivor. 
Yeah, because Speaking why of. the fuck would they give them roosters? I would even yeah. be like, yeah, kill the rooster on survivor. Although, don't they need the- No, because they don't need to fertilize the eggs. No. So of course, the poor rooster's there just to be killed. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that we just call it chicken, like, as a way of being nice? Like, how we call beef, beef, not cow, you know? Yeah. Not that that's gender neutral again. I don't know. I'm confusing myself. It is interesting that we have animal names and, like, meat names for, like, pork, but, like, chicken is chicken is chicken. But it could be rooster, so therefore chicken is rooster is chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not an educational podcast. We've never sounded dumber. Also in beauty news this week. <laughs> yeah, back Un- on that. Unilever's acquired Paula's Choice. Big news. Which is interesting. And it was also announced this week that Paula's Choice is being listed as a public company. And I don't know whether that that announcement came before the Unilever takeover announcement. Oh, did it? Okay. And it's going to be, I think they're going to be listed later this year on the stock market, but they haven't said when. So that, both of those pieces of news are interesting because I don't know that there are many beauty companies that are publicly listed. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's it's such an interesting move as well because Paula's Choice is so like Beautypedia, Paula's Choice, like that website as its own entity. Yes. And yes, it's retailed on like Netaporte and like, you know, some other websites. I think that the Unilever acquisition though is like a big change for the brand identity, I guess. But it's good because I... Obviously, it opens up literal store doors, many doors. I wondered whether what will come of it is that they still like maintain creative control over the brand, like what has happened with many acquisitions of late. Yeah. And that the power of Unilever will allow Paula's Choice to become the like it's already a highly consumable brand. There's no doubt about that. But I wonder partnering with Unilever will take them to the next level because they'll be able to do things like recyclable packaging like they'll be able to use their terracycle programs and like you know how unilever has that delivery system where it's like you can order your refills Mm -hmm. in i think it's overseas i don't think it's here in australia we don't get anything no but i wondered whether they would do something like that with paula's choice Mm. and then they would be the first like proper skincare brand that they're doing that with so i think that there might be there's obviously strategic moves in all of these things but i do i'm I'm interested to see what comes out of it same i'm interested to see what retailers might come out of it like if it changes their distribution yeah are they going to go more drugstore than they currently are because like you said they do range really far like if net-a-porte is stocking them and like boots is about to yeah yeah also announced this week kind of beauty news mm. female focused news mm. is the relaunch or launch the in launch. fact of refinery 29 australia with the very lovely yeah mags Maggie Z as a writer and producer. So cool. Yeah. That's so fun. So yeah, lots of lady focused content. Yes. It's going to be It's it's like it's hard because we know it's launching, but there's also jack shit information right yeah. now. It's gonna be a female led publication. It does say Aussie Women Plus, so I'm yeah. assuming it's also female identifying. Which is great and necessary and, like, fully forward-focused of them. <laughs> I wonder who will do, like, beauty content on that. Style and living? No. Style and living doesn't fit into style and living, doesn't fit into culture. That would be Karamo. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony's making avocado toast. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to fill a gap. Take us. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens there. It's about time that we had like a leading female. I mean, we've got, I think we've got women in Australia, W-H-I-M-N. And there are obviously lots of uh, other female 
produced publications. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be good to have, like, the authority voice that's coming in to disturb. Yeah, I think that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for beauty news this week. What kind of sorcery is this? Do you have a beauty breakdown? I do have a beauty breakdown. Cool. Because the other day I was thinking about fake tan and the fact that I've never actually looked into how it works. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's the DHA that makes my skin look tanned. But I didn't understand how. And I wanted to research that so that we could discuss it because it's something that was just an enigma to me. I was like, this happens, but I actually don't know what chemically is happening to make it work. So I made some notes. Do you know before I start? Did they discover it because it was dying corpses insides brown? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's no. not what I discovered. Okay. But it was used. It was in science experiments that they have were discovering that it was dyeing people's skin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. But I don't we know if it was in, on cadavers and their insides. Ah, oh, but come to think of it, actually, yes, I think they were using it in an oral treatment of sorts, and it was dyeing people's throats. So maybe it was dyeing their full insides. There you go. You, you, you know can't everything. hear it, but I'm flicking my hair. You're a historian. Oh, that's me. <laughs> so DHA is dihydroxyacetone. Mm-hmm. And it's a skin staining chemical, which is produced from sugar beets or sugar cane. Yep. And also it can be produced from glycerin. Bears. Beets. Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. We're going to have to call this episode that again. Oh, my God. How many <laughs> Round two. <laughs> One every year. <laughs> and that's why they're able to say that it's a vegan ingredient, because it is. And that's why mm-hmm. fake tans are able to be vegan, because they are. And it's not to be confused with the DHA, which is found in fish and is part of the Omega profile, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely DHA, different yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. Yes. So Two different acronyms. Yes. So it's the obviously the active ingredient in spray tan, and it's actually colorless. So the DHA itself doesn't have a color to it, which is why we have invisible tans mm-hmm. as well. But it colors the skin. It colors the skin. So it's the cosmetic bronzer color or the guide color that you see when you get a spray tan or you do your at-home uh-huh. fake tan, not the actual DHA. And, and with- is that also then what stains your towels and your sheets on I- the initial application? Yes, but then it's just your dead skin cells that are brown staining the sheets as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's like the rub off of your dead skin cells. Yeah. Yes. I've shamed Brenton about this so many times, but like oh, just to yeah. clarify, if we sleep on white sheets, <laughs> the side of the bread... The, the bread... bread. <laughs> <laughs> the side of the bed that is orange is not mine. It's Brenton's because he I has love that. such a yellow orangey undertone that just so rubs cool. right off onto the sheets. <laughs> That's truly amazing. Yeah, no. uh, so the way that it turns the skin brown is that the DHA reacts chemically with the amino acids in the protein keratin, which is what forms the dead skin cells. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the, and that's what's mostly on the skin surface. And they have said that it was deduced initially that fake tan only enters the surface layers of the skin and actually doesn't penetrate deeper so that it like is going into your body Mm. but it's it's still unknown and kind of that's proven to be falsified it actually does penetrate deeper than we think that it does but i mean if it was penetrating that deep surely people would have channeled in on that and be producing retinol that like goes that deep too you know and like yeah fair You know, we're not ageless yet, so surely it's not going that deep. Yeah, so different amino acids react to DHA in different ways, which produces different tones and colorations on different people's skin, which is why some fake tans look good on some people with 
some skin tones and some yeah. fake tans look better on other people. And it results in different coloration from yellow through to brown. The resulting pigments on the skin are called melanodins, which is similar in color coloration to melanin that the skin mm-hmm. produces naturally, which is mm-hmm. why your fake tan is more similar to your natural tan. Like that's why it's able to work for everyone's skin tone in some way, shape or form, because it's like actually doing to your skin what your skin does when it tans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just to clarify, right? Yeah. The fact that it reacts with the amino acids keratin vibe is why it stains like around your fingernails and your heels and your knees and your scabby old skin. But Worse. when you're freshly buffed within an inch of your life, it doesn't stick as much. Yes. And it's also why they say that you should exfoliate not straight before you get a fake uh, spray tan done because it's not actually going to stick. And that's also why if you're the type of person who doesn't uh, attract the fake tan very well, Mm -hmm. which most people don't in some part of their body would be, like your neck or your stomach. Alex's chest. My chest. Copped like three tans pre-wedding. Sure did. You can go multiple times and layer it on top of itself because the tan helps the tan stick to the tan, if that makes sense. Yeah, tan magnet. Tan magnet. By 10. So the concentration of DHA in chemist brands is usually between 3 and 5%, which is what's reported, but I don't know if that's the case in Australia because we do have very good fake tans. Mm. And spray tans from a salon will be between 5 and 20%. That's some bodybuilding shit right there. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk about is how people I've heard say that fake tan helps to stop you from getting burnt. No one... Is correct in that. No one is correct in that. And it's actually shown that for the first 24 hours after fake tan is applied with high levels of DHA, so over 5%, Mm -hmm. the skin is actually especially susceptible to free radical damage from sunlight. So, and that was according to a 2007 study in a Berlin lab. 40 minutes after the researchers treated skin samples with high levels of DHA, they found that more than 180% additional free radicals formed during sun exposure compared to untreated skin. So it's like significantly worse. So the reason people are saying that it prevents them from getting a sunburn is that they can't see their sunburn because their white skin has been painted brown. Yes. Which therefore covers up the pink that they get in the sun. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. Because people are idiots. Yes, and there's another self-tanning ingredient called erythrolose, which is that a fake sugar? It sounds like, like erythritol. It. Yeah, yeah. Which I assume is similar to the sugar cane glycerin yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds yummy. Yeah, it produces similar high, uh, similar response at high levels. So for a day after self-tan application, excessive sun exposure should be avoided, and sunscreen should be worn outdoors. They say also, obviously, an antioxidant cream can help to minimize free radical. Mm-hmm. damage um, and production and although some fake tans contain sunscreen the effect doesn't last long enough after application to protect the skin from uv and also let's think about this logically if you then need to reapply sunscreen over your body which you've just fake tanned and have fresh tan on it's a recipe for disaster anyway oh, so just don't do it bloody nightmare avoid the sun everybody yeah anyway that's my information for you about dha i like a little bit of beauty history here and there yeah I'm about it. Next up. Oh, we have a LaQuo. Yep, we're doing all the extra segments this week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. This one's from Jez. She said, I've had my hourglass ambient lighting powder in luminous light for years, but what is the best way to wear this product? Is it supposed to be an all over the face thing? A setting powder? Does it do anything for fine line blurring or is it just a highlighter? Mm. Please advise. Jez, I have also had my luminous light for years. Yes. Definitely six plus years, I swear. Wow. I don't, mine don't last that long, but you, everything that you own lasts far longer than it does for me. You know why? Because my head is one-eighth of the size of a normal person's head. Oh, I thought you were going to say one-eighth of the size of mine and I was going to take it as a personal attack. <laughs> I think the best way to wear luminous light is a really light dusting all over on like a kind of not a huge powder brush but like a Real Techniques Duo Fiber kind of powder brush just to dust if you're like a combination skin and you just want to stop things feeling sticky. Yep. The way I wear it is just a really light dusting on like a Charlotte Tilbury kind of contoury brush just swooped under the eye. I just love how it sets the under eye concealer without making it look dry and it sort of is illuminating without being like brightening like a banana powder is. Yep. Uh, it's, yeah, just the best is like a powder for people that don't like powder. I would never use it personally as a highlighter. I know Jaclyn Hill used to talk about it all the time as a highlighter, but I find that it really gives no sparkle unless you were standing in direct yeah. sunlight with like two mirrors beaming at you. I agree. I have used it all over the face as a setting powder using a super floppy light brush. Like yeah. I wouldn't ever use it with a silicon brush. I think it would just silicon? silicon. Synthetic I'd brush. Use, I'd never use one. <laughs> yeah, just I think it would leave way too much on the skin mm. personally. But mm. I'm happy to use it all over. And I also like to use it under the eyes as a setting powder. And it gives a nice blurring effect and a very, very, very soft mattifying effect. Yeah. It like mattifies while making you glowier, which sounds not possible, but it is. I think it's beautiful on a mature skin for when you want them to not have like a visible shine when a photo's taken, but they're also so sort of thin and mature that it's like your face can't take much powder. Yeah. And it is just like... It's like a lip from within radiance. It's like popping the finest, smallest denier tight over their face. <laughs> You know? Yeah, like stretching a stretching a nude tight. Yeah. Like how like flight attendants wear those yes. nude stockings and you're like, are they your real legs? Or, yeah. or are they stockings? That's exactly what it does. It's pantyhose for the face. It is. There you go. Thanks, Jez. Enjoy your pantyhose for the face. <laughs> Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? What's your beauty fave this week? My beauty fave is the Frank Body In Your Dreams oh. scrub. Oh, because you had a bath this week. I had a bath this week, which is literally like a twice a year, a biannual um, <laughs> event. event for yeah. me. But as previously mentioned, I have been running, 
a stupid amount, but like an amount that sort of makes me want to die inside now. Um, and my, I hope that you turn yourself off running for a bit. I really absolutely have. Like I've turned it from like something that I truly enjoy to me being like, must do it because competitive with self, but don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> uh, so my quads and calves and hamstrings and entire legs and pelvic girdle have been really sore. <laughs> so Brenton ran me a bath the other day. So lovely. That was nice and thoughtful of him. Lit a candle. We have the little, like, came-up bath caddy that you can, like, put your phone or, like, wine and whatever on. And I did a face mask on the top half of my head because I can't do it on the bottom because of my perioral dermatitis. And it was actually really relaxing. Normally I find that I like a scalding hot bath so I can't stay in there for too long, but I took icy cold water in with me and I just kept topping up the bath. And it was lovely. The only thing is... Also, the candle helped because it wasn't bright. I turned all the lights off except for the candle, so it was mm. moody and delightful. I just don't know what to do with my boobs in a bath. Just don't look at them. Just let them be. But they're just like, you have to have such a deep bath for your boobs to be submerged. But then when they are submerged, they're sort of just like floating on the top of the water, yeah, which I Yeah, it's weird how they float, isn't it's it? It's <laughs> I hate that. They're like two boys. <laughs> you obviously didn't have bubbles. No, I didn't have bubbles yeah. because I bubbles just helped had... to disguise the boob float. Yeah, and I they absolutely think that that's good. But then I also kind of can't have bubbles because I'm literally so allergic to sulfates that I will get vaginal oh. thrush or eczema from a bath if I use too many bubbles. But I loved. You know what you would like? A bath milk with yeah. the bath salts to like it just just disguises the color. Yeah, just turn the... it like opaque. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, this one wasn't deep enough, so then my boobs were kind of out. So what I found was. A hot flannel over the, the over boobs, the like what you do with a baby. Yes. Yeah, I liked that. That was a good approach. Um, <laughs> I just find them so awkward. Like, boobs are just so fucking awkward. Yep. Even now that they're, like, a Very third small. of the size that they used to be. I used to really hate baths because my boob would just stretch to the <laughs> other end of the bath. <laughs> Go down the plug. <laughs> that was the plug out. You're going to, like... <laughs> Throw them over your shoulder to protect them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so mean to myself. (laughs) Anyway, what I love about that scrub was, one, it was very, like, calming and sleepy and delightful smelling. Brenton also used it earlier in the week and was like, oh, I actually feel really hydrated and nice and relaxed Mm. after that bath. You should definitely do one this week. And so I did. But it's also... He was like, make sure you scrub some on yourself as well as putting it in the bath. It's so hydrating. It leaves the greasiest film. So it would be the yeah. worst pre-tan prep ever. But I really did feel like I got in bed and I still had like an oily residue on me, which I love. Yeah, it's nice. You don't have to hydrate. It's not overly stinky or lavender. It's just very sleepy, calming, relaxing. And my muscles felt really nice after. And I was like, this is really good. Mm. I want like that mixed with like Radox. Yeah. Like after I do a next... Big run. I'm going to do that. Some epic Epsom salt situation. Yes. Oh, the smell of the peppermint and the might be a lot like the mentholy lavender My eyes smell. Might water. Yeah, I think yeah. they will. I think they're watering thinking about it. <laughs> I do also like with that Frank body scrub that it leaves a really nice thick mm. residue. Are you going to buy the Lositan oil thing? Yeah. So after that, I was like, do you know what? If I could just find a product that was so oily when I used it that I didn't have to moisturize, then I would actually be hydrated some of my life. So then I almost bought the L'Occitane oil, almond oil, cleansing oil, whatever. Yeah. And then I didn't because when do I ever actually click checkout on anything that I add in my cart? And then you were like, but you just ordered the Glossier cleansing oil. And I was like, oh my God, so correct. I did. Yes. Great. I will do that. Should I start just buying cheap cleansing oils? No. For the face and using them for my body? Or am I going to have a fall in the shower? 
I think you'll, well, I think you might have a fall either way. But I think that the cheap face ones will still cost you more than the, because they'll be in smaller in quantity. I think you'd be better off to try the Glossier and if you don't like it, get the L'Occitane and then you can get the refills. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Because cool. I know Hannah English posted like that Muji did a nice cleansing oil and I was like, oh, should I use that on my yeah. body? But I'll try the aforementioned first and then I might try, you know, some cheap cleansing oils for the ball day. I just don't want them to leave too much of a residue. They need to be like a nice in between, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's your beauty fave? My beauty fave this Ooh, week. Oh, yes. She's just subtly gone and grabbed it. I'm sure you could hear everything. Is the Marc Jacobs uh, Omega Shadows. <laughs> oh, I thought you had that. Same. Polly Pocket. <laughs> so like a Polly Pocket. It's a single eyeshadow. It was on sale in the Sephora sale and they cost as little as $20, I think. And then I got my 20% cash back. And they're also on sale on Net-A-Porter at the moment and potentially also on Cult Beauty. Whoever sells Marc Jacobs is basically clearing these bad boys out. And they're a really nice single eyeshadow. Have they discontinued? If they're on sale everywhere? That's Everything's what. on sale everywhere for Marc Jacobs. And Alana had the conspiracy theory that they were going to be revamping everything or discontinuing a lot of items. And they said no. Okay. So either they're repackaging or I don't know. But oh. these cost... It's got like a... If you were to try and close it halfway, you couldn't. Oh, well, you could, but it, it wants to close, which is nice. It's like got a nice magnetic, like... Yeah. 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 Amazing size for a single eyeshadow. I got the shade Daddy-O, I think it's called. Yep. Such a nice color that is deeper than my bronzer, but not too deep that I can't wear as an everyday shadow. It's also neutral. Yes. But you could warm it up easily. And you could cool it and down. And you could cool it down. But it's not so neutral that it's like... It's Dead eyes. Cool. Yes. yes. It's Nas Sophia, is it not? It's very similar. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it that. The texture of it, though, stick your finger in it. I can tell by looking at it. Oh, it feels almost like a gel. It's what like it says. Gel. It's a gel to powder is what they call it. Well, <laughs> someone should put me on the marketing team. Wow, V-pigmented. Oh, delightful. So oh. pigmented. And um, I'm sure you're probably going to say this, but like, the more you buff it, the more the warmth comes out, yes, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that one that you could buff through the crease and it will look like you've got two shadows on, but you've got one on. God, they're not wrong with gel to powder. It's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, I know. How interesting is it? The brush picks up so much pigment I cannot express. You really have to like very tap, light tap. hand. Tap, yeah. tap, tap, tap. Yep. So that's my beauty fave this week. Lovely. You should try it. Everyone should try it. You I should try I really it. rate them. And I don't know. It's like a good additional thing to take in my makeup bag with my bronzer if I want like a slightly slightly deeper eye, but I don't want to pack a whole palette. Yeah. Perfection. God, you could, you couldn't, but like you could almost use that as a contour shade. Bit purple, but you could make it work. You could try. You could try. You could absolutely. certainly try. Nothing would stop you from trying. (laughs) Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty vape this week? I've got a very good one. Yes. And if you haven't listened to it already, you're welcome for the future. Yeah. Have you listened to the Office Ladies podcast? No. You said you started it though. <sighs> okay. So the Office Ladies is an Office Rewatch podcast hosted by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kingsley. 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 Angela from The Office. And I don't know why the fuck it took me so long I to watch it. I didn't know it was a rewatch. It's, uh, yeah, I think maybe that's why I, I don't know. I don't know. 
it somehow came up. I've been listening to it on Spotify and I do not like listening to podcasts on Spotify. They do not automatically go through all of the podcasts. You like get to the end of it and it like starts to replay. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it's not my preferred medium. I need to switch to Apple. It is the best. Obviously, there are so many episodes of it. It has been getting me through my long runs because they're pretty consistently between like 45 and 50 minutes. Yep. Oh, my God. It's great. It's like, have I told you that Brenton only ever wants to watch The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine? So I was getting to the point where I was resenting The Office because I'd watched it so much and like half watched it so much that it meant nothing to me anymore. Yeah. But now that I'm hearing all of these little tidbits and like what this character did then and and who were their friends and when they became friends... I'm, like, loving watching it so much again more. And they just have such nice chemistry. Guys. I didn't know they were friends in real life. They're best friends. Oh. They became best friends on The Office. That's so nice because, really, their personalities, how they're portrayed on The Office, you would think that they could never, ever, ever be friends. And it's like, oh, my. I'm watching The Office now not hating Angela because Angela in real life is really funny and, like, lovely. And I'm like, oh, my God. This whole time I've been like, Angela is the worst character. What is Dwight seeing Angela? (laughs) But it's, Yeah loving life i'm gonna be really sad when i accidentally smash through like all 200 episodes but yeah. it's weekly they're long you've got forever you're really not going to get through it anytime soon because i've fallen off the scrubs podcast Same. bandwagon massively and this as is did i great wonder why we both fell off it adrian's still powering through <sighs> and sometimes he's like this one was really funny you should listen to this one but then i can't bring myself to like listen randomly because you've missed the banter it's yeah. probably how people feel get, about our podcast you don't get inside jokes yeah yeah i find with the scrubs one that i don't like the listener call in so i always stop mm. listening for that so do i and there's always a lot of talk about like other content that's not relevant which is exactly how people feel when we talk about gardening. survivor socks gardening etc in our beauty podcast but you have to cop it but i don't want to yeah yeah i agree what's your non-beauty fave mine's also a podcast in fact, I kind of have two. When okay, let I me stop? guess. One of them's about like bettering yourself and reflecting on this. No. Okay. Get fucked. True crime. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the podcast is the ABC Trace podcast. Oh, nice. And it's episode, it's season two, which is about Nicola Gobbo. I've not heard that name. Nicola Gobbo is a former, she's Lawyer X, former criminal barrister who was a, the, defense lawyer for the Mockbells and the like underworld Carl Williams people and no spoilers but it's the only interview that she's ever done since being uh well since it came out that she was acting as an informant whilst also acting as a criminal defense lawyer whoa yes and so she's in hiding because she will be murdered if she ever is found and she has children and she lives Aww. overseas with her kids. And the ABC uh, had a connection with her before she, before all of this came out. And so she had a good relationship with someone there and they were able to travel overseas to meet her in an undisclosed location to nervous. record like this series with her. They will still be able to find her. It's crazy. At the beginning of like episode two or something or episode one, I can't remember, she says like, in the event of my untimely death, I permit ABC to release um, any information from this podcast, from the text messages, phone calls, emails, any correspondence that I've had with so-and-so person from the ABC. It's hectic. Whoa, I just got like an actual woozy feeling. Remember when I accidentally somehow got into doing the makeup of someone like in that family? And I was like, oh my Did God, you? I accidentally. I Did you do accidentally. underworld makeup? A little bit. 
Who? Just briefly. Oh, he used to come and shop at the body shop. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. We're going to have to cut all that out, aren't we? Yeah. Because we'll get murdered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oops. Lisa just dropped a bombshell on me that I didn't know about. In my untimely death, (laughs) I give you permission to release this podcast. Now, it was like, I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Yeah, well, if you're not in the underworld anymore, you're totally fine. Anyway, five episodes into it. Really great. Thoroughly enjoying it. It's a good... It's good because I actually don't know which way it's going to turn out. I didn't follow the case very closely. I'm sure most people have heard of Lawyer X. In fact, I think she went to Genesano. Uh, so most people have heard of who she is, especially if you live in Melbourne and you follow like any kind of crime because her name mm. has been everywhere in the last 12 months because she, her court proceedings came up. I feel, I feel sick for this woman. Yeah, wait till you listen to the podcast. She, um. she toes the line between... You don't know whether she's reckless or whether she is being ethical. She is definitely reckless. And she acknowledges that what she's done has been reckless at times. But I also don't know whether she has been, whether she's been demonized by the legal system or whether she actually was in the right. I I truly don't know. And she was obviously manipulated by the gangs to a certain degree as well. It's all kinds of levels of cooked. There's like so many interwoven stories And she tells her side of the story and then the reporter from the ABC is like, you know, but this is what other people were saying during this time. So what side do you believe kind of thing? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I need to save that for a road trip because that sounds like it would be really good to binge in bulk. Yes. But that I would be scared walking the streets listening to that. Yeah. Good 40-minute length episodes as well. nice. I also wanted to shout out the Sheet Society as my non-beauty fave this week. Mm. I ordered their sheets and they are lovely. The... Actual flat sheet, though, I ordered a queen and I have a queen size bed. I swear to God it would fit a super king. There is so much overhang on the sheet. I love that, though, because I put my sheets in the dryer and when they don't come big and then you shrink them slightly and I have to be like, Brenton, come like and he has to stretch it. Yeah. Pull them across the corner of the bed because I can't get it over. Or if you've got a high mattress. Yes. Like I sort of respect that. But does it give you a bit of a saggy, saggy sheet look? Well, they came, there was the standard mattress size and then there was the deep mattress size. I got the standard mattress size and our bed is quite tall. Can you imagine the deep? I can't. I truly can't. Hot dog in a hallway. I have found myself accidentally snug as a a bug and rugging myself (laughs) and like getting trapped in the blanket at night and then being like, oh no, (laughs) I'm lying on top of the end that I need to unravel to get out of this pickle. Oh, wow. So, and even Adrian commented on it. So I don't know whether they accidentally sent me king sheets mm. because I ordered a king duvet cover because I have a king dinner. Yeah, yeah, but For a queen bed, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but the sheets are really nice and I don't want to bash a competitor's brand, but there's another linen Australian, linen Australian sheet company Yes, who I have found, and it may only be me, but it's also my family. Take three weeks to ship, if that. No, not that. Huh. They're, they're bally. Like, I find that I get lint bunnies at the bottom of the bed all the time. And they're just like... Is this the same linen that my linen's from? This one. Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. mine bally? No, yours ah. isn't bally, but mine is mum's and Eliza's. And mum was like, I will never buy sheets from that brand again because the quality is bad. And I was like, I think the quality is good. They're just, like, very fluffy. Wow, interesting. Also, yeah. they said brand... 
takes like three weeks to ship. And then when you email them, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, it was sitting in our warehouse. We've sent it out express now. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Yeah. Whereas Sheet Society came, like, I blinked and it was there. Yeah. Yeah. Literally under 24 hours sometimes with Sheet Society. Yes. Incredible. And I also ordered the wrong thing originally. I ordered the cotton rather than the linen. Yeah. And the day that it was arriving, I like checked my shipment notification. Then I was like, shit. Ordered the wrong ones. Yeah. And I contacted them that day and within an hour they'd gotten back to me and they said, here's your return label. When it arrives today, slap this on the box and put it in a post box. And they had shipped out the new ones and refunded me within like a matter of days. Like it was the fastest customer service I've ever received. Incredible. Does not go unmissed. I believe that our lovely cosmetic injector, Amy, is related to the person that founded Cheat Society in some way. Legendary. Yeah. What a... Power family. Just took it to my veins! What's your snack? Oh, my snack is slightly more of a meal, but depends what time you eat it. It's Guzmani Gomez. <laughs> and my... She's obsessed with the GYG. I am obsessed with the GYG. We ate Guzmani Gomez twice in two days, potentially. We went to Croydon and Moorabbin. They do like... breakfast quesadillas, so you really can eat at whatever time of the day you want. The breakfast menu really entices me. They're just delicious, and their hard tacos are, like, uh, gluten-free. And I like the barramundi ones a lot, but I also got, like, a mini enchilada, and that was also a vibe. And there's so much raw red onion that it can only end badly for me, but thoroughly enjoy. Mm. Great takeaway. Because do you know what I miss deeply? Tell me. Salsas. Remember salsas? Salsas turned shit, didn't it? It turned shit, and then it disappeared, but they had, like, a crinkle. Still at Eastland. No way. Oh, my God. Yes. I think that's, like, the only one left. Because we were there the other day, and we were looking around the food court thinking, what should we have for lunch? Yeah, yeah. And we ordered something, and then Adrian was like, that's salsas. I didn't – they're rebranded. He was like, I actually didn't recognize them until <gasps> this very moment. So there you go. I used to get mad discount at the Eastland one because it was owned by the same franchisees that owned the Boost that I worked at. Ah, sweet. And, yeah, well, they used to have delicious crinkle-cut chips with, like – The paprikery, yummy, mm, yeah. sweet – but situation. the Guzman chips are quite yummy too. Like just an all-round like, great thing. And Laced in onion salt. Oh. If you're highly fructose intolerant, just don't eat it. Even don't the tacos it. are dipped in the onion salt. I don't know how they do it, but the taco shell was like literally onion laced. Yeah, it's a like gassy night in a box. <laughs> <laughs> but for someone like Brenton that's like big and can shove food down his gullet, like those three little taco packs that you can buy is just like a small snack for him yeah on a drive to the beach like that's yeah just perfect for him that's what i ate for dinner it was very good, so good. what's your snack my snack is a spread uh it's is it biscoff no i was oh. going to buy biscoff but i it's not gluten-free and i, I don't want no. to you've been so good with you you're actually being gluten-free i know yeah have you seen that there's biscoff kit kats no i know i need them my snack of the week this week is the Panna Chocolate oh, yeah. Hazelnut and Chocolate Spread. Yep. It is Nutella. I've heard reliably from multiple sources that it's the best, like, not Nutella Nutella. It was on sale at Woolworths this week. The only gripe that I have with it is because it's a natural nut butter, you have to stir it because the oils rise to the top, yeah. which is a little bit difficult because it comes in a very small jar and, like, <sighs> there's always going to be overspill the first time you have to stir that thing what you need to do is take one kind of gross oily mouthful of the top layer, like a really big <laughs> like mouthful and then you can stir. Yeah, yeah it's true really delicious mm. very much tastes like nutella 
I tried it because someone very kindly made us cupcakes at work and drizzled a little bit on top. And I was like, what is this icing? It's so yummy. Just a little dollop. Mm. And they were like, it's the panna thing. And I was like, well, great. Now I need to go buy a jar. And they were on sale at Woolworths. So there you go. Mm, yum. Have you tried the Vigo Veggio, whatever that brand is, that Not spread? the spread. Because no. I like the chocolate. Mm. It's not my favorite hazelnut chocolate by any stretch of the imagination because I'm really going to town trying them all. <laughs> but it's acceptable, particularly considering it's vegan. But I imagine that that spread would be pretty yum. Probably. You need to compare. But I have heard that the, the panna one is the best. It's dangerously yummy. That on one of the Liberate Gluten-Free Crumpets. Oh, and a kilogram of butter. Would be next level. Yeah. Do you butter and Nutella or is that too much for you? No, no, I do butter and Nutella. Of course I do. It's the salt. You need the salt. Yeah, Yeah. agreed. I also salt on the top of my Nutella. Oh, I don't do that. Just a me thing. Great. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know if you hate the chaotic episodes or if it's just like listening to friends talk. Ha 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 hee hee. Ha ha you. If you're still here at this point, it's our birthday in two weeks and we're going to do a live episode and we haven't worked out how we're going to do it, but everyone said... Do your makeup and tell us your faves and get lit and get lit and eat some snacks. And so I think that's what we're going to do. So stay tuned for that. Chit chat, get ready with me. Chit chat, get ready with me at six o'clock PM whilst we drink wine and eat food. That's so fun. Can't wait. (laughs) Bye. Catch you next week, guys. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.